You know what today is. You know what this episode is. This is the last Jedi review. Uh, non-spoiler, actually. We're gonna we're gonna release a spoiler episode later on. But uh, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud, and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Plotline Podcast. Check it out. Welcome to episode 14 of Plot Lines and Popcorn. Insert your pun here because I can't be bothered. Hey, um, that's more like it. <laughs> I enjoyed that. I'm your friendly neighbourhood host, Dapo, as you should know, and I'm joined today by... Toby, I make tractors for a living. Aha, uh-huh, nice, and... I'm Tom, I break tractors for a living. <laughs> oh, that's that's fun, that's good. How's everyone's weeks been? Of course, of course. Uh, um, I haven't really done anything. I had a wank on Thursday. Oh. I had a really nice soup on Tuesday. What flavour? It was it was a tomato. That's a not a sandwich. Really nice but it What's was sandwich? Just nice. Poor mayonnaise. So that's better than what you said, Tom. Oh fuck! Those Star Wars, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. How we pretended that nothing happened in the week. It was almost like yeah. Did. It was almost like we didn't talk about that. <laughs> yeah. was like that was definitely not planned. <laughs> Uh, how, how did we find it? Even though this episode is a Star Wars episode, how did we find it anyway? I'll say that for the latter half of this episode, uh, where we talk about it in depth. Okay, yeah, but oh, there's, there's there's a lot to talk about with it, but mm, there's a lot to unpack here. There's you're you're taking my phrase here. Oh, you should use it. You should be using <laughs> it, man. Have it written down for immediate uh, yeah, usage. I, I should just have all over the show notes. Just there's a lot to unpack here. There's a lot to unpack here. Man. Everywhere. If it helps, it helps. If it helps. But before we start discussing, is this going to involve spoilers? Uh, no spoilers today, I'm afraid. We've had a big uh, chat about this. But we will release a bonus episode later during the week, which will be a spoiler review. Oh, we'll a mini go in pod. Depth. A mini pod. An mini escape pod. pod, you might. Can we trademark you know, that? Call it All right, let's trademark that as well. What, 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 what were the pods that um, in, in A New Hope that C3PO and Escape pods. Escape pods. Yeah. So we can't. Really. Idiot. Star Wars fan We can't. We can't really trademark that. That can we? Or fucking George Lucas is going to come. We can fight George. George Lucas, Lucas is going to come, but not because of <laughs> trademarks. Oh wow! Um, how gonna... tall is George Lucas? I reckon I could take him. He's one. about five six, five seven. Oh, here we go. Here we go. How, George. how tall is a piece of string? About five six, five seven. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, let's just move on to the headlines, and obviously the main one this week, besides the fact that Star Wars opened, is that Disney bought. 21st Century Fox. The world has changed this week. Now we've got to change too. Wasn't that uh, Spider-Man Homecoming or was that not what you were doing? That was Spider-Man Homecoming, but I wasn't doing that. (laughs) I was just commenting on the fact that the Walt Disney Company now fucking owns... 20th Century Fox. Yeah. Was it, is it, no, it's, it's, it's 21st Century Fox. Is it Which 20th? is the parent company of oh, the Jesus. film studio, 20th Century Fox. Disney owns Die Hard. Disney owns every single 30s film that they made during the... Yeah, they also, now they, I guess they own Avatar now. They own Avatar. Well, they were making Avatar Land at the park anyway. So wait, so pretty much they own... Well, they now own the rights to the biggest film of all time. The third biggest film of all time. And yeah. Many others as well. Disney have taken over the world. Disney have taken over the world. Do you remember world? once upon a time you hear Disney and you think, oh, that's an animation studio that produces films for children. Cute Mickey Mouse shit. Cute Mickey Mouse shit. Well, uh, the Black Cauldron's not that cute, in fairness. What's the Black Cauldron? It's the film from the 80s with John Hurt as the Horned King. If you know about the Black Cauldron, then you know about the Black Cauldron. 
<laughs> Do you know about the Black Cauldron, Tom? It's kind of like a euphemism. That's what Toby just made it sound like. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it is. I'm pretty sure it's a kid film, so you know. Like, uh, it, sh- it is, but it it's shouldn't just be. Just the way Toby rolls. <laughs> no, no, no. It will. It will make you. It will make you stay up all night. Uh, talking about uh, talking about kids. Uh, Brian Singer. <laughs> Joking. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was so, no, 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 no. If you fucking delete that, I will kill you. That was a savage joke. And to be honest, you know those fake Oscar statuettes you get from gift shops? I want to buy you one of those just for that joke. No, that was, that was no. top. <laughs> thank you. No, um, seriously though, um, Deadpool, uh, relating to the Disney news, Deadpool will remain R-rated. That's good. According to uh, Bob... Bob Iger. Bob Iger. Who now I don't really think that's Murdoch. news because there was not really much of a way that Deadpool was going to be PG-13. So... Yeah, no, you can't do it. As long as they're not stifling anyone's creativity, I don't give a fuck yeah, what exactly. they do. And anyway, moving on. So, The Adam Family animated movie gets an October 2019 release date. Yeah. Um, which is going to be actually alongside Are You Afraid of the Dark? That, What's another, that? Another film coming out on the exact same time. Um, it's going to... Um, with Oscar Isaac, it will be voicing Gomez Adams. Perfect casting. That's wonderful. I really want to see him as live action. Live action, yeah, because uh, he's a hybrid of the 60s TV show with John Astin kind of Gomez and the Raul, I believe it's Raul Yulia, I think that's how you guys name. Um, from the 90s films, which I just finished watching last night, back God to back. His, God rest his soul. You know? Yeah, honestly, he, he was a massive talent that was taken from us too soon. But this has me excited because I do... I do fucking love the Adams family. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. And you only realise that when you go back and watch it, don't you? Yeah, I might just rewatch it tonight. Go know. for it, man. Relive my childhood. Um, Woody Harrison. Woody Harrison is in talks to join the Venom movie, which has actually been filming since October, which is strange. Yeah. Um, and he, if he does join, he'll be with Riz Ahmed, uh, Jenny Slate, Michelle Williams, and of course Tom Hardy in the main role as. Venom. That's, a, that's weirdly good class. It's a yeah. really like you good wouldn't cast. put those people together, but yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it it did make me um, think. You know, I'm really surprised that I haven't seen Woody Harrelson in the MCU or the DCEU yet. He just seems like a guy who should be in there. Well, he should be, but I'd rather they give him something good to do because he is literally one of the best actors of the last thirty years. <laughs> and I'm that's not an overstatement. Yes, no, because the he guy has from done Cheers. High, yeah, <laughs> the guy from Cheers has done high comedy in things like Cheers. He's been in the Hunger Games where he's been a bit more of a zany kind of looser character. He's done Seven Psychopaths where in some things he's fucking terrifying. And this year he was in, what's it, War for the Planet of the Apes. It was oh, one of the best was, screen yeah, films of the really decade. That, yeah. yeah. Which isn't saying a lot, sadly, but he's still fucking incredible. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy if he does join. Um, I wouldn't even like you. I feel like the Venom film, right? It's just really... Unnecessary? I, well, not unnecessary, more... I'm still like at odds. I have no idea how it how it actually exists because like, Sony have been trying to force their own expanded universe since the yeah, Matrix Spider-Man with, 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 with the whole um, Sinister Six, Sinister Six yeah. thing. But but with this, I'm like, I, just, I keep forgetting that I keep forgetting mm. that they actually have Tom Hardy on board yeah. to be Venom. They got Riz on. I'm it. surprised he signed on for that because yeah, I'd much exactly. rather he'd be the next Bond. Exactly. But that's another conversation. Ooh. Yeah, there's another for another episode. There's another conversation for another episode. Um, there's a new director for Creed Two. Yeah, with, what, um, Sly doesn't want to do it? Pardon? Sly doesn't want to do it anymore. Oh, no, no, no. They've got um, him and, uh, what's the dude's name? Michael B. Jordan have uh, decided on a steeple capel, Stephen Capel Jr., sorry. Um, oh. He directed something small in 2016 called The Land. But this is going to be his major, his big budget debut. Well, um, I hope he does well with it. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it'll be fine. I still haven't watched Creed, but apparently it's brilliant. It's a remake of Rocky. You say that each no, time. No, 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 because <laughs> it came that. out the same time as The Force Awakens. Everyone sees very superficial similarities between The Force Awakens and the original Star Wars film. They say it's a remake. Creed borrows shots 
plot points. It ends in the same fucking way as the original Rocky film. And everyone's like, no, that's a masterful piece of filmmaking. I'm like, it's the fucking remake with black people. It was still good though, right? It was amazing. It was fucking <laughs> amazing. And I recommend it to anyone. There you go. Um, we were talking about this earlier. Seth Rogen has played Walter Cronkite, the news anchor who basically was the one who broke the news of JFK's assassination. Yeah to the US in the 60s he's a bit young though in a JFK assassination film what do you guys think of this yeah, he's about 20 years too young yeah he is I'm pretty it's pretty ambitious though and like it, he's he's amongst those actors that or he could be amongst those actors that make that great transition between being hilarious and mm. also really fucking good like drama actors yeah I mean, so, I mean so far I haven't so really seen crossed. Seth Rogen as someone who can, who's actually you know, a decent actor but he plays it fairly straight in the disaster yeah I mean yeah, yeah mm. that, that, that was probably the mm straightest role I've seen him in. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Could be good. Could be good. I I am keeping an open mind. Do you know what the film's about? Who's directing it? Uh, I do not yet. Because there is a JFK assassination film. By Oliver Stone, right? JFK, yeah. <laughs> JFK, yeah. So what this other one's going to bring I this fresh to the table. How is it? Because I've never seen it. it was, I think I was really young. It was just one of those films, you know, when films are really political, so you just have no idea what's going on. Well, because, you know he gets Because you're like nine years old, yeah. so like, you know what, I... No, I'm just, I'm just not you're really not really the target audience at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Are you? Um, now moving on to someone else, we are going to talk about Quentin Tarantino. Now he wants to make an R-rated Star Trek. How do you guys feel about this? Because this this news came out, I think, a few weeks, ago, a couple of weeks ago, yeah. just after we released the last episode, and obviously mm. we weren't here last week, so this would have been last week's news. But yeah, Quentin Tarantino. With backing from Paramount, mm. which although we know that Paramount would literally greenlight anything right now because they're yeah, desperate they fuck. need the money. Um, yeah, he wants to make an R-rated Star Trek. What do you guys think? Actually, I can't really see it. Unless, like, would he do it in the stylings of Quentin Tarantino? Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. That could be all right, actually. Yeah, just, just, <laughs> just, just hopefully knows. nobody mentions the N-word and we're kosher. Thing is, I don't. I mean, Star Trek was always the point of Star Trek is to be progressive and forward thinking um, in a societal way as well as others. But um, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. one of the few. Well, I'm not a Trekkie, and I know that some Trekkies had, or well, a lot of them had a problem with the Abrams films. Um, when they go too much like the original series in Star Trek Beyond, I don't feel that the format works as well in the film context. Okay. So I'd much rather they bring in people to give it like a fresh take because I think that's what works well for me with the Abrams films because. He effectively went and made two Star Wars movies with Star Trek characters and worlds. So if Tarantino wants to go and work his magic and give us something very interesting and subversive with Captain Kirk or with new characters or whatever in that same world, by all means, man, bring it on. Well, you know, Patrick Stewart actually said that he wouldn't mind being um, yeah. playing Picard in uh, in Quentin Tarantino. I would love a next gen because that was my first Star Trek. Actually, my auntie was pretty big on that. So I love that actually, yeah, because Patrick Stewart's got a fat mouth on him. No one knows that. Yeah, exactly. So imagine well, him seeing. Well, after seeing him in Logan, yeah, Logan. Even he's and, on this show called. And that uh, that weird exchange with him and uh, James Corden. Do you remember that? Oh, the awards. If is you that? fancy the Jonas Brothers, you'll cover your belly. <laughs> Although James Corden what, was being an asshole. Uh, what what the earth was going on there? It was like James... an awards show, and for some reason, Patrick Stewart just fought the need to unleash. Which now it's kind of yeah, like, he could have left it. But, um, yeah, he just unleashed everything on James Gordon. <laughs> James Gordon apparently was being an uncourteous host, like he was kind of turning his back on him and shit. And, and there's that. that great, he does that great line, like Toby just said, which was, if you fancy the Jonas Brothers, 
Cover your belly. What the hell does that mean? I don't know. Uh, because James Corden had made a joke earlier that night. This is in like 2010. I don't know what we're talking about this. Um, that he like fancied the Jonas Brothers because obviously they were around at the time. And <laughs> fucking hell. And Zoe Saldana sided with James Corden, which the less I don't context, think is a the good better. idea. Less context, the better. Um, <clears throat> in other news, the kid in it who was like, "These are gazebos." Run that kid. Run that kid. No. Yeah. Oh, the no. prick that deserved a shotgun blast to the fucking temple. Jesus Christ, no. Uh, um, no, the um, one who was like a hypochondriac. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the kid I'm talking about. He was hilarious. Was, he was a fucking dickhead. Was, <laughs> I wanted to push him down a well. <laughs> oh, that, was, that was him that should have had Pennywise bite his fucking arm off. <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, yeah, um, he, uh, Jack Dylan Grazer is his name. He's joining the Shazam cast. What, is Billy Batson? Uh, no, he's not. They really cast Billy Batson. I forgot who oh. he is, but yeah, he's running as one of Billy Batson's mates. I hope they shoot him in that film. Okay, moving on. Um, so J.K. Rowling was in the news a few weeks ago for responding finally to the Johnny Depp casting controversy in Fantastic Beats. Beasts, not Beats. Nah, Beats, um, Beers, Battlestar. Beats, Bears. <laughs> Beats, Bears, and Battlestar Galactica. Galactica. Um, basically, she basically said, um, I get some of you are mad, uh, but he's a, good, he's a good actor, and fuck you all. <laughs> Bitch, <laughs> Is that a tweet? <laughs> is that a tweet? Um, is that you or is that a tweet? Um, yeah, oh yeah, she definitely said that. Did she? <laughs> did she? No, no, I'm no, Kathleen. No. Sorry, I thought that was real. No, no. Was that lie? <laughs> no, okay, but basically, right, um, if you mm. follow her on Twitter, she, you would know that she's very uh, left-wing. Yeah. Um, also, however, not supporting Corbyn, but that's another story itself. But she um, seems like she's got good morals. Yeah, good yeah. morals, but obviously, uh, Johnny Depp has been accused and there's been proof from I think his assistant proof. bodyguard or something like that, what that, was he, the proof? That, that he did beat his um, ex-wife yeah what was the story we've done that one um, I think it was, it was either his assistant or bodyguard confirmed it or something like that yeah anyway th- that he uh, assaulted his ex-wife or ex-girlfriend or uh, Amber Heard I believe it was Amber yeah. Heard yeah. Yeah. yeah Amber Heard basically so obviously everyone was looking at J.K. Rowling to be like why did you still cast him in your film if you're so like you know pro-women and pro-this why are you well, she didn't cast. That's fair well, I mean, she has well, say. She well, does have a say. Well, why yeah. are you like just not even saying anything about having this guy in? And she was basically just like, "Listen, I understand your concerns, but he's a great actor, and he, and uh, by the time he was cast, this the, the the news came out afterward, and also, yeah, whatever." Okay, I think first off, J.K. Rowling should delete Twitter because she has a tendency, and this is coming from somebody who fucking loves her as a person and well as a public figure and her work. Um, she gets involved in confrontations and controversies that she doesn't need to, that are unnecessary. She has she has this thing that she does, right? It's like in the aftermath of Harry Potter, she'll like come out and say, oh yeah, Dumbledore was gay. No, no, but he Fucking was, no. But Harry Potter is a, no, but I, is a I, trans icon. No, I, like, I, like, I, I know that's, I know that's it, fictitious. You're just like, guys, please. Like, but that's the, that's the thing. A lot of what she's saying is actually true. And if you go back and look at manuscripts and sketches, they kind of always were the case. I think the issue there was not making them as front and center in the stories because if you don't and you're saying this after the fact, people can level those accusations. Yeah, and, and they have, and they have. But one thing I will say, I mean, I don't, I mean, personally, I'm not saying that he didn't do this, but I haven't seen the proof or really read up on the Amber Heard and him thing. So I can't say if he did it. I just think that there are better ways to handle the situation than blindly defending either side. And I think that J.K. Rowling is slightly guilty of that in this situation. A mature, centrist approach from Toby here. No, I'm just um, saying, like, that's uh, how adults behave. Yeah, of course, of course. Okay, so moving on to news that we uh, literally were a day out from um, 
including in last week's uh, we record these in, a bit in, early. In, in the two weeks episode two weeks ago sorry uh, Brian Singh was, was sacked from Bohemian Rhapsody after a prolonged absence unexplained absence as well this is not the first time he'd done this also doing this in Batman, um, Superman Returns and X-Men Apocalypse also being accused of unprofessionalism on set by Romy Malik and a yeah. few other people. He kind of sounds like uh, what Tommy Wiseau, how he comes across, how Tommy Wiseau comes across in yeah. Uh, yeah, the Disaster Artist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he does. Well, he's not giving the cast any bottles of water or yeah. no uh, aircon. And, and and also he's just not um, not a very pleasant man, apparently. Um, and also, he's been replaced by Dexter Fletcher, who directed Eddie the Eagle, who appeared in Lockstock's Two Smoking Barrels, and was Babyface. In Bugsy Malone. I didn't know that until you just told me that. He's in a lot of Matthew Vaughan's things as well. He's a in lot Stardust. Of Matthew That's films. amazing. A lot of Matthew Vaughan films. And finally, in the news today, let's end on a happy note, with Ryan Reynolds, of all people, Ryan Reynolds is officially going to voice Pikachu in the Detective Pikachu movie. This That's movie an... gets more and more <laughs> confusing. That's not a happy story no, that comes It's no, fantastic. No, it's not. I'm I don't like so that. I'm so confused by this film. Listen. No. It, it, so obviously Pikachu's <laughs> going to be like animated while there's going to be real yeah. life action people around yeah. so it's just going to be great just Pikachu no it's cute, really cute not Pikachu, Pikachu with, Ryan, with the characterisation of Deadpool, Deadpool yeah. unless they make it a complete piss take but I'm not sure that the first live action Pokemon film should be a piss take ah, I don't think it should be at all but that's Hollywood for you let's just wait and see of what it like, <laughs> let's just wait and see what it's like <laughs> Say what you would about The Last Jedi, it was ambitious as hell. Honestly, it was... I'm still remembering things that were, that were going on. How many times have you it. seen it? I've seen it once. I'm not, That's I'm, not good how many, how many times have you seen it, Taylor? I'm about to go and see it for the third time. Not everyone can see Fourth. it. Fourth. Third. Seventh. You said three yesterday. No, I'm going to see it the third time today. Oh. That was yesterday. That would have been going to see it. So yeah, three times today, as of today. Right, okay. so... Glad <laughs> 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 Yeah, so um, as I said, yeah, it's an ambitious film. A lot to kind of take in. It's a lot, a lot to, a lot to a Fuck you, man. Why did you uh, use it before me? <laughs> as a um, whole, did would you say you liked it? Uh, I did like it. Okay, because it seems it. very polarizing to a lot of people. Oh god, yeah, it's such a polarizing film. Um, Is it? Yeah, you, you, you get certain die. You know those Star, those, those Star Wars fans actually just hate Star Wars. Yeah, the fuck <laughs> like, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the ones that literally just love to complain. They probably about. hate the original trilogy deep down as well. Though, yeah, exactly. I, I, I'm seeing people like saying, "Oh yeah, it's uh, worse than Rogue One. Rogue One was great. Rogue One was shit." Um, I, I've seen people say that oh, it's, it's prequels that were bad. I'm just like, there's nowhere near. Who said that? I, like, please. Bring their heads so I can backhand it. Yeah, but you've, you'll have Star Wars fans like myself who, even though the prequels are bad, you still love them. There's a bit of them you still love. Because that's what you were introduced to. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. As a kid, but... And, but, and funnily enough, I'd love this film as well. Yeah. It was, see, okay, I thought, I thought it was a good film. Let's get into what we did like about it. Okay, let's, what, what did we can like? I, can I, can I just say Jedi? something as the resident Star Wars head honcho here yeah. as far as passion's concerned? From a personal perspective, this is one of the best films they've ever made. Therefore, <laughs> this is one of the best films of this year and potentially of all time. That is a serious statement, having seen it two times. Uh, one massive that, positive for myself was uh-huh. I woke up in the morning and was still thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. I literally woke up and I was like, did that... It was like a dream. Exactly. My, my first instinct was, 
did that actually just happen? That was me this morning, man. I, I've been, it's been on my mind so much recently. You know, and you just days. like it though. You say you just like yeah, it. Yeah, it's just, it's because I'm still trying to figure, figure out exactly my strong, my actual strong opinion on it. Yeah. I saw it nursing a strong hangover. No, so, you should have had a split. So I'm guessing there's a lot of things I didn't take into account with it. So it, a lot of things are coming back to me, which is, which is one thing I wanted to say. I loved the ambition of Ryan Johnson in this film. I loved the ambition mm. of it. He, he attempted to add in a wide range of different types of stories, a wide range of um, plot lines. Mm. And also, as you said, mentioned earlier, he blew the mythology open. The Star Wars lore has been completely changed almost by this film. The potential of the Force, the potential of the series, the fact that it may have life beyond the Skywalkers. There is so much that this film has brought that has completely redefined how we view the saga as a whole, mm. that I can understand why some people would have problems with it because it is completely anti everything you expected, myself included. Yeah. But if what? you remove what you you know wanted to see yeah. from what you saw yeah. and accept what you saw for what it was, you clock that this is actually one of the best fucking films ever made. <laughs> it's kind of uh, the opposite from what The Force Awakens did. Yeah. The Force Awakens provided you with what you wanted to see. Yeah, and it did satisfy powers, you because of that. But with this, you're like, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Did you it, did what now? <laughs> there were so many things, right? There were lo loads of Star Wars fans in the last two years have been thinking of all these um, potential um, storylines. Theories. And theories and what like who is Snoke and Ray's parents mm. and this and that and this and that and what this film did is completely blow them out of the water so so these people can't feel like geniuses anymore these people can't feel like they know because yeah, the answers to those questions are completely unexpected exactly did you just say who are Snoke's parents no I said who's Ray's parents and who, mm. who's said who are Snoke's he parents? said who are Ray's parents yeah, exactly I think you might be needing to go to the old people doctor soon. bloody hell Tom oh, sorry guys yeah. <laughs> are you stealing my money <laughs> <laughs> So like elderly David Bowie here. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um yeah, and and as mentioned before, the multiple storylines of it, um that was brilliant. That was brilliant. I would describe this as the From Russia with Love of the Star Wars franchise. As in the sense that From Russia with Love has the best plot without question of any Bond film. Is that the one with with the Christopher Walken? No, that is a view to a kill, and I'm insulted that you would even confuse those two because they are opposite ends of the Bond spectrum. From Russia with Love is the one with the train fight. It's the one with the... Uh, Wasn't Stiletto there a train shoot. fight in Casino? Wait, uh, Guys, casino about there are about five train <laughs> fights in the Bond franchise. Track. Let's talk about Star Wars. Stay on track. All right, so um, the introduction of new characters, how did you guys find that? I, 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 I didn't think it was the strongest bit of the film. Really? In contrast might, to Force Awakens, yeah. The introduction of characters, I think, was possibly one of the weakest bits of um of the film and i'm talking i'm referring to certain are you talking about benicio del toro here possibly <laughs> and his stupid eyebrows <laughs> and his fucking stuff oh it was his stammer you know i didn't pick up on that until uh the second time oh, I the stammer. We yeah i didn't notice what? it i really didn't me notice being it. Uh, a historical stammerer you know, I, I, I'm very like prone, like, to, prone like, to hearing it. Like that's like, not real. <laughs> that's not real. This is a very You're bad putting that on. Like, yeah. I know authentic, but it didn't sound like. <laughs> a, no, no, no. Oh, it wasn't like an anxious stammer. It was like a sort of jokey stammer. Was, yeah, but was what was like, the point of it? I didn't, in I didn't, the first place? I didn't, I didn't understand. How it was it a gimmick, fit. really? Was yeah, it? it was yeah. gimmick, but it just didn't really add anything to his character. I was like, no, this just doesn't really add anything. It's, it's not funny. I'd say my favourite of the new characters is Admiral Holder, played by Laura Dern. And really? if you see the film, you'll understand why. 
I, I was I was gonna say um I think up to the point sorry Dapper. Oh I, I completely forgot a name. I was like I was actually really I'd happy that you interrupted me because I was like what <laughs> no, um, I forgot a name, uh, the the Vietnamese lady. Uh Rose Tico. Yeah, she was brilliant. I love Rose yeah, Tico. Yeah, she's Yeah. I love Rose she's Tico. She's getting a lot of flack on the internet because um her and Finn have a side mission that kind of does it doesn't drag the film along, but it's one of the less interesting points of the film. But I also say this to those same people. If you watch The Empire Strikes Back, Han and Leia spend about 20 minutes in a space slug's belly. It has nothing to do with the rest of the film. It's just to kill time while Luke does carry the main plot of the and, film. And also just, just to develop that Han Solo-Leia exactly. uh, romance. So. If you remove your childhood attachment, you realise that Star Wars has always kind of been like this. Sometimes yeah. they'll just stick you on a planet for 30 minutes just to chill while the rest of the plot's going on. <laughs> You're just 35 now and you've got a problem with that shit. The people don't want to hear this. The the people do not want to hear this. But we're bringing it, mate. Yeah, exactly. Um, To take us back to Laura Dern, I was about to say something about her character. Mm. And this, what I was about to say, and then what I realised from what I was about to say, emphasises this strong feeling I've had for this film since I saw it. And that feeling is that everything I have second judgment on, so every bit of the film I'm like oh, why did they do that? The more I think about it, the more I go, they fucking nailed it. Exactly. Like, really? Especially with Laura Dern. Like, yeah. I thought her character, I was like, where's this going? Where's this going? Where's it? Oh, it's going there. Yeah. Okay. And once I saw it <laughs> the second time, once I knew what her character's point was at the start, going into that, I appreciated everything else that yeah. came with it. It's a very intricate film. You, there is a lot of small like detail. The you, and they are playing yeah. you like yeah. a, Oh, I got played big forward. time. Oh, this is why I need to rewatch it again, man. Really mate, come need, with me after I, this. I need to rewatch it. <laughs> you want to go home and eat jollof rice? Come to the fucking I, cinema, man. It's great. I, I actually am going to go home and eat jollof rice. Exactly. I said it. Let's go. <laughs> um, okay. Well, let's just get cracking with this episode then. So, um, one of the biggest things I really loved about um, The Force Awake. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, mm. was the character development, what they did with Rey, what they did with um, Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren po- was fucking yeah, no. incredible. Kylo Ren, Kylo I Ren think. was fucking incredible. Poe was great. Who should we talk about first? Because they're both my okay. favorite parts of this film. Okay, um, <laughs> I, okay I want to talk about, I, I want to talk about um, uh, Kylo, actually, because one thing I've noticed within the Star Wars franchise, if you know me, I love my characters, I love my character development, I love the kind of, the small subtleties throughout a film. One thing, one of the things I've always said about the the New Hope, right, is that as soon as Luke saw that his guardians, right, his uncle and auntie, had mm. been barbecued to death, he, he was just like, "All right, let's let's, let's join the rebellion." Yeah, because <laughs> he's a No mourning, <laughs> no sadness. It amazes me <laughs> that that film is rated U when <laughs> you literally see human beings get barbecued like chicken. Like, he should get P- he should get PTSD from that. Yeah. But otherwise, he's like, no. All right, let's go. Let's. Although maybe that is the PTSD that he just becomes unemotional <laughs> for the next few films until he finds out that his dad is a dude in a robot no, suit. That's just Mark Hamill's acting. Oh, anyway. Um, but, uh, Mark Hamill is actually one of the best things about this new film. Was, his performance was. is actually fucking amazing. Okay, so Kylo, Kylo Ren, Ren. Let me quickly uh, summarize. Kylo Ren was brilliant. Okay, he for me, he was yeah. the best part of the film. One of my favorite villains like that I've seen on the film in a long time. I would like to say that, in my personal opinion, Kylo Ren is the best screen villain of this decade. <laughs> Not that there's been much competition. We are in an age of shit music and shit movies, but okay, okay. he is a he is a pillar above the rest. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, what did you think about Poe? 
Poe, that's the thing. When you see, um, we know he was meant to die in The Force Awakens, so obviously his character was marginalised slightly. In this film, he finally felt like he was one of the new protagonists. Yeah. And I love that there was that internal conflict in the resistance, that they were all going for the same thing, but just had different ways of achieving those same objectives. Yeah. I loved that he was more about just getting into it, but that he has an arc. And you only realise what his arc is when you see it the second time, that there is growth there. And he does end up in a different place. The arc was him learning. Yeah. Yeah. But it's almost as if it was he was representing the old Star Wars and the other the the people who who contradicted what he was saying were representing the new. Oh, this is yes, like I can agree with that. Left wing yeah. propaganda here. No, there's a lot of it, sly left wing propaganda Wars. in this oh, film. Yeah. There's a lot of sly one percenting shit. You know, Fox News are going to go next and be like, "The new Star Wars film pushes the liberal agenda yeah, of yeah, Disney," I mean, and especially especially the casino bit where they fucking nailed about like war criminals and shit. I was like, yeah. "Oh, here we go, Tony Blair. Oh, he watched this." No, but <laughs> but by an all seriousness, though, with uh, with, with Poe especially, I mm. I generally thought that that plot line was going to go yeah. a pretty different way. I loved what they did with Poe. Really happy mm. that he became like a main character. Yeah. Um, just, you know, I, I don't want to rush this, but we do have a, um, a spoiler. We've got a meteor uh, review we, 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 coming. We do, we do have a spoiler review coming up. So I will say this about things I didn't like. I won't lie to you guys. I thought Finn was wasted in this film. I'm not sure wasted is the word I would use, but I felt that his storyline was less compelling than it was in The Force Awakens. Definitely, definitely was. And that, obviously, Finn being my favourite character from The Force Awakens, mm. this did kind of make me feel a bit, oh no. No, but his peak oh, no. moments in this film are fucking peak moments, let's be honest. That's all I'll say. There is one line that he did say, and we, what we will mention again in the mm. spoiler review, which was possibly... Possibly one of my favourite ever Star Wars lines. I know what you're talking about. Time. I know what you're what talking about. It? I'm not going to say it now. I'm going to say it now. Spoiler review. Spoiler review. That sounds so stupid. What is it, Dapo? But anything that you guys didn't like, though? There is nothing I didn't like. All I'll say is that there is a surprise that comes in later that we'll talk about in the spoiler review mm-hmm. that was sli- depicted slightly differently to how he maybe should, but he's been depicted slightly differently before, so you can't really complain. Okay, yeah. Um, I'll say one thing I loved that I haven't said up to this point. It has some of the best action in any Star Wars film, which is what we go there for. Okay. There's some stuff on Crate that the second time I saw it made me cry. Um, quite simply there was, there, was, there was a scene with um, Ray and Kylo in particular you know what I'm talking about oh where they shag yeah yeah yeah, yeah. oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and, 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 and uh, Chewie's watching yeah. no but there, yeah, there, oh, yes. there, 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 there's an action scene with um, Ray and Kylo which is absolutely incredible mm. in it and it's just mm. oh, oh my god the film, the we, film. Haven't, we haven't spoken about Snoke yet we, we haven't but good. we will in the spoiler review we, I think we will we, I think we will speak about him in the spoiler review I think yes I think we will unless there's something you, the, the, well I just want to say Andy Serkis did Pretty good. Oh, as per usual. <laughs> and the CGI as well. Like he's the he. Was, They've improved. He is yeah. a scary character. Yeah, he he, mm. he is. He, he's now character. the go-to guy for your CG um, eye, um, motion capture. Yeah. A- yeah, acting, and you see why he does ten out of ten jobs each time. <laughs> but we will wrap it up there. Should we give plot lines? And- yeah, definitely. Um, to- Toby, what's your plot lines? Plot lines? My pop- plot line rating is ten out of five. Like I said, it's the from Russia with love of the Star Wars series. Uh-huh, okay. My popcorn rating, well, I'm about to go see it again, so maybe after the seventh showing, I'll be giving a more honest answer. <laughs> right now, it's at a 274 out of five. All right, Tom, what about you? I'm going to say plot line, probably eight out of five. No, there we go. Um, not as much as Toby. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not that passionate about the storyline. I feel, I feel like there were bits that were a little bit wasted, 
but I'm still giving it an eight out of five. Um, ten out of five for the uh, for the popcorn. Yeah, yeah, we're clearly unbiased here. I'm, I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it a uh, popcorn or plot line. Sorry, rating. I was like, I'm going to give it a four. Four out of five. It's great. Um, brilliant story, as I said before. Mm. Great character development. Really well made film. There's a scene specifically about. It's a light speed uh, scene, and then just the shot of it. Oh, it's brilliant! It's like screensaver worthy. Anyway, um, a popcorn rating. Uh, I'll, I'll give it again. I'll give it another four. Brilliant film. Toby is like literally Toby's shaking. I know the scene you're talking about. It's fucking amazing. Shaking, oh my shaking god! With excitement. I'm about to see this film in two hours. <laughs> Thanks, thank for you. the fifth time <laughs> in church, as, at least as many days oh, oh man alright let's wrap this up with a quick round of PMP recommends if you don't know what this is by now it's when we the hosts give you the listeners a film based on the topic of the episode this week free to watch this week and say why so let's kick this off with me uh-huh, I'm gonna kick this off that's you um, I'm gonna say a film set in space because this was Star Wars of course um, Star Trek 2009 boom straight off the bat mm. I'm not Trekkie. I'm not really a fan of Star Trek. But my girlfriend made, us, made me watch this about a year ago and I loved it. It's amazing. Loved this film. J.J. Abrams, one of the, pretty much for me the best film he's done. Yeah. Uh, directed, yeah, over The Force Awakens, I'll say that. Oh, yeah. um, he's brilliant. Chris Pine is, Chris Pine is fantastic. Uh, the guy who played Spock, I completely forgot his Zachary name. Quinto. Zachary Quinto. He just came yeah. off his hero fame and he's just brilliant in it. This is mm. his first uh, film that he'd ever been in. Yeah. So that's fantastic. Um, plot lines ratings I'm going to say a 4.5 it was a great plot mm. I, I, I was in through I agree yeah. way through uh, great production value great everything mm. great visuals as well and a popcorn rate I'm going to give it a 5 I loved this film yeah. it was a Star, Star Trek 2009 go and watch it Toby what about you I know we haven't got too much time but I just want to say I've got a good memory of seeing that with my dad when I was 14 and to mm-hmm. this day that's probably my favourite film of 2009 cool story bro it's, it's a special one <laughs> uh, mine is Flash Gordon from 1980 which is based on the comic book and film serial that inspired Star Wars in the first place oh, brilliant. Um, this version unfortunately or fortunately in my opinion is very campy it is silly the effects are shit in a post-Star Wars world there's no excuse for some of them but it's got a banging soundtrack by Queen. Oh. It's very funny. It's got Flash. Brian Blessed going, Gordon's oh. alive, and all that shit, man. So I'd say pick up a bottle of wine or an eighth and just have a good time with it. Uh, Plotline rating, two. It's campy as fuck. It makes very little sense, but it's fun. Popcorn rating, five out of five, man. Nice. It's a good time. And finally, Tom. Mine is a film with the, the name of the theme in the title itself. It's Space Jam. Oh, oh yes. Ah. I'm recommending it because it's Space Jam. Plotline <laughs> five, popcorn five. There you go. <laughs> Try your chance, do your dance. Yeah, there we go. And that's another episode of Plotlines of Popcorn done. As we said before, a spoiler review of this will come out in a few days, I think, as well. Mm. So, yeah, on behalf of us here... Have a great week, guys. Happy listening. Happy viewing. May the force be with you.